Leading from the Heart, a conversation with Iowa Annual Conference Bishop Lori Haller on episode number 38 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. And so every year, I watch letting go, and and I experience that, that letting go of the leaves for something new to emerge. Something always has to to let go, uh, and and that is a process for us in the United Methodist Church right now because our reality is that our future is not going to be the same as our past. You are welcome. To be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to a discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is a special episode of our podcast where we are having a conversation with the Bishop of the Iowa Annual Conference, Bishop Laurie Haller. Special conversation because one of the things that Bishop Triple loves to do is talk to other bishops and gain their insights and knowledge and talk about leadership in the church moving forward. It's a pleasure to have Bishop Haller join us today as she transitions towards her retirement beginning in January of 2023. We had a great conversation today about several things that matter. We talked about her faith journey, how she came to Christ in the first place through the Mennonite Church and found her way into United Methodism, served churches in many different capacities in the state of Michigan for a number of years and was elected to General Conference in the course of that process. And then in 2016, uh, was elected as bishop out of Michigan and assigned to Iowa, where she served the last six years. She has she talked in our conversation about being a peacemaker and about the role of music in ministry and about longing how some people have a longing for what was, but she talked about what can be in terms of letting go of certain things in order to embrace new things. We had a great conversation. She is involved with many aspects of ministry in the life of the church. We talked also about her transition towards retirement as well, and her hopes and dreams and her the opportunities she sees for the United Methodist Church moving forward. This is part one of a two-part episode. This is episode number 38. 
We'll conclude our conversation with Bishop Haller on episode number 39. But I, I'm, I love to hear uh, bishops talk about their love of the church, a love of Christ, and a vision for the church moving forward. I also wanted to share that uh, Bishop Haller has a blog, which she is called uh, Leading from the Heart, and that is at lauriehaller.org, and some great articles that she has there. She's been blogging for some time. We will put connections and links to all of this at our at our website, tobeencouraged.com. That's also where you're going to find a full transcript of the conversation between uh, uh, Bishop Tremble and Bishop Haller and myself. Right now, let's get into our conversation on To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble with Bishop Laurie Haller. Let's do that right now. This is the podcast where we look to encouraging word to a discouraged world. Our special guest today is Bishop Laurie Haller. She is the Episcopal leader of the Iowa Annual Conference. She came to become a bishop in 2016 after serving a number of years in Michigan and in the in the Detroit Annual Conference and in the West Michigan Annual Conference, where she served in many capacities in several churches and on the cabinet there. And she comes to us here uh, today to share some thoughts as she transitions into some new phases in life for herself and some words of, words of wisdom and to, to share with us. But Bishop Tremble, would you help us welcome Bishop Haller to our podcast? Yeah, special welcome to Bishop Laurie Haller. Uh, I, I count her a friend and a colleague and a, and a wise uh, counselor and preacher uh, and an in, inspiration to both lay and clergy. Uh, both in the North Central jurisdiction and across the across the denomination. So glad to have you, uh, particularly since it's the Advent, the first week of Advent. We're kind of journeying, journeying our way towards uh, the birth of Christ. So welcome, welcome to the podcast, Bishop Haller. Thank right. you very much. Thank you very much, Bishop Trimble. It's it's wonderful to be with you today. Well, it's a it's, it's a I deep. I love the season of Advent. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Advent is a time of of great joy for me. And so it's a particular delight to to be here. I'm I'm sitting in front of my uh, front of a window looking out to the west. Uh, I see no leaves anymore on the trees, but I see I see that the shedding uh, is is in due time going to produce uh, great hope and and I am eager to see where God is leading me next. Well, that uh, leads us to Advent, this new new season of new things, and you're in some transition yourself. But uh, Bishop Holler, one of the things we really like to do is uh, here on To Be Encouraged is hear a little bit about your faith story. And we know you're in some transitions. You'll say more about that. But tell us a bit about how you came to Christ in the first place and how your journey of faith uh, led you to where we're at right now as a bishop in the church making some transitions yourself. Sure. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, I, I had the great privilege of growing up uh, in a Christian family. And uh, my, my grandmothers uh, both taught me about Jesus. I went to church uh, with, with one of my grandmothers. Uh, at one, one grandmother was uh, Church of the Brethren. The other was was Mennonite and and I grew up as as a Mennonite 
I, I loved going to church as a child. I love learning about Jesus. I, I just couldn't, couldn't get enough of it. And I'm so deeply, deeply grateful for, for that congregation and for people who influenced me and guided me and nurtured me and encouraged me, uh, in my faith. Um, it was through my, my church in Pennsylvania, uh, that, that I decided after going to, to, college to study music I decided that God was was calling me into the ministry and so with the advice of of different folks um, some of which told me uh, pretty clearly that women weren't weren't supposed to be ordained um, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to go to Yale Divinity School uh, where I studied music I got a master of music degree in organ performance and which was my undergraduate degree as well. And then I went, uh, I went on to, to Yale Divinity School after that, received an uh, MDiv degree, and in knowing that God was really calling me into to ministry. Uh, I ended up being ordained in, in the, the General Conference Mennonite Church as one of the first women in the country to be ordained. Um, but uh, but my career was spent in the United Methodist Church because I met my husband, Gary, uh, and he uh, was a United Methodist uh, going and heading toward toward ordained ministry as well at, at Yale Divinity School. And so uh, so I cherish my Mennonite identity, but but uh, have loved the United Methodist Church for the past 41 years that I've been in ministry. Uh, and in, in particular, this is a sweet time for me uh, because uh, I'm going to be retiring at, at the end of the year after after 41 years and uh, and looking forward to what God has in store for me next. And so mm-hmm. this Advent time of preparation in the church is is very meaningful to me as I prepare my own heart and soul for what God has next for me. Well, Bishop Trimble, I know that you have a great appreciation for Bishop Haller and for what she is at it and for about her writing and music and other things as well. I don't know if you had some things in your mind that you wanted to be in conversation with her about. Well, uh, she's already kind of started it. Uh, I, I, I'm learning things even now, uh, uh, being the first ordained in the Mennonite uh, church. And, uh, and praise be to God for your trailblazing and uh, leadership. I, I wanted to, you to reflect a little bit uh Bishop Haller on 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 um, how music has influenced your ministry, even going as a bishop. Uh, how, how does music, particularly? I think about I I think about the Advent season and Lent, these seasons, uh, not not separated from our. Someone said that our, our theology, Brad, is best best expressed in our hymn music. So I'm always I'm always intrigued by preachers who are also trained musicians. My mother's a a, a, a trained musician. Uh, she she didn't she trained in piano, but she taught herself to play organ and volunteered at our home church to help substitute as an organist. But but um, I'm always intrigued to to hear how music never never really leaves a person who's who's that's been such a big part of their life. When you think about leading a cabinet or leading a conference or 
or in a church that's been in so much turmoil, does does music have any impact on on your own spiritual con- journey and your leadership? Um, well, thank you so much for uh, for your question, Bishop Trimble. Um, music has been a great part of of my life uh, since I was a little girl. My father uh, was a musician. He played the trumpet. Uh, when when he was in in high school and he was a, an amazing singer he was a uh, my father was a baritone soloist uh, in the Mennonite church we attended he was in the choir for I think 60 some years uh, and he was just a, uh, a fabulous musician and so um, so he taught me about music um, and and both my mother and father uh, loved to to sing hymns uh, uh, and and I, I think that that um, what especially attracted me uh, to music was 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 not only or, the organ, but the fact that it was in the church. I was I was not interested so much in secular music, but in but in church music. And in the four years that I was a choir director uh, and organist at a United Methodist Church in Stratford, Connecticut, while I was at, at, at Yale School of Music and Yale Divinity School. Uh, I learned so much um, about how important music is uh, in in the life of the church. Uh, one of the traditions that that I started uh, from the very beginning of my preaching was that before the sermon, right before the sermon, uh, I would pray, but my prayer would be a song, and so I would sing uh, a, a stanza of a hymn, and that would be my opening. Prayer, and then I would also sing the closing prayer as well, and and that has uh, that has been really important for me. Um, um, my, both of my parents loved loved music, uh, and and I I have taken that with me throughout my whole life, and and in the cabinet. I don't know how how other cabinets are, but but in Iowa we've um, we have hymnals and and we sing, uh, and so. Uh, uh, when you sing, you pray twice, uh, and, that, and um, and I uh, I just love our our United Methodist tradition uh, of singing, and and that is just simply a part of who I am. Thank you, thank you so, thank you so very much. Any any reflections too on on I know it may have been a few years ago when I was watching some of the. Uh, um, leadership themes coming out of Iowa. You're, you're one of the things you would charge people, the lay and clergy and everyone to is to is to pick up the mantle of being difference makers. When we think about the Advent season, all of the gospels actually begin with John the Baptist preparing uh, for the coming of the for the coming of the Christ Child, and we are not really expected just to be observers of Advent, but also to be in a period of preparation ourselves uh, so that we might be able to introduce uh, the Christ child as well. And I, I was wondering that the theme difference makers, is that something that you was, uh, how, how were you inspired by that? Or do, is that core to your theology that we are all called to be in some way difference makers? Being, being difference makers has been really important for us in, in the Iowa Annual Conference. Uh, it was kind of a, a, a theme that we had for a year, and, and we've just continued 
we've continued doing that. Uh, our, our, our calling uh, is not only to be difference makers, but to create difference makers oh. as well. And so uh, all of our, our local churches have been encouraged to, you know, to, to think about, uh, you know, not, not, not only, okay, how are we going to survive? How are we going to make our budget? But, but how are we going to go out into the world uh, and, and make a difference? Uh, and, and so in a conference like Iowa, um, most of our churches are rural. They're, they're out in the country. They're, they're small. Um, you know, we have hundreds of churches uh, scattered throughout the state. And, and that means that, that I suspect that United Methodists have more influence in the state of Iowa than, than any other religious group, simply because we have so many of us and we are in diverse places. We're not only in the big cities, we're in the, the large towns, we're in the small towns, we're, you know, we're, we're in the four corners places. Uh, you know, we're all over. And, and no matter where we live, we are called to make a difference. We are called to, to look at our context uh, where God has placed us, and then how how are we going to reflect the love of Jesus and reach out to communities that are hurting uh, and and that need to 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 hear the gospel story and need to have us reach out to them with hope and grace and love. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Brad, I don't know if you have some. Some questions. I know we've had conversations around the challenges we're faced with in the United yes. Methodist Church and the Christian well, Church. I just was reading something just since I've been here, sure. family in Virginia, around well, the continuing decline in people connecting with formalized religion. Well, I was fascinated. Yeah, I was fascinated by a blog post that you wrote, uh, Bishop Haller, called "The Great Letting Go." Uh, that I just found really awesome. And um, apparently it's a reflection of a blog post you wrote a few years ago that you revisited in this season of our church and in our world and with yourself particularly. But I just wonder if you could say a word about what you mean by the great letting go for you personally and for our church and for the context of what we're going on in our world right now. Um, thank, thank you very much. Um, the, the, the reason that I use my blog post twice over these last years. I've been doing my blogs ever, uh, actually since um, uh, 2006 is when I started writing my, my weekly blogs. Oh, and so good. I've done hundreds of them good for uh, you. since I was living in, in uh, Michigan uh, at the time. And, and uh, actually, I had just become a superintendent in 2006. And, and, and I, was, I, I distinctly remember uh, taking a walk one day uh, uh, you know, like on, it was like on the, the day or the day or before or a couple of days before I started as a superintendent. And I, and I try to figure out how am I going to communicate with with my people, with the people that are in the district that I'm going to serve? What can I do to make sure they know that I care about them, that I love them, that I'm going to be encouraging them continually? And I came up with this idea. I'm just going to write a I'm going to write a, a blog. I'm going to. For the first time, I, you know, I didn't know how to do that and, and certainly had conference help to, you know, to, to actually send the blog out. But um, but I, the, the memory is still vivid with me today. Uh, and and I decided to name it leading leading from the heart. Uh, and 
And so from that day on, uh, with the exception of times in the summer, I would take a couple months off, but uh, every, every week, every Monday morning, um, I'd be sending out a post and, and I have spent, um, just hundreds of hours over those, those years writing these blogs because writing doesn't come easily to me. Maybe it does to some people, but I, you know, I kind of go over and over and things, uh, I want to make sure that they're right. Um, but, but my hope was that I could share, uh, with the folks that I serve who I am, uh, and, and how I see Christ working in my own life and how, how I see my own call to reach out as a leader in the United Methodist Church to bring hope and grace and love, uh, to, to our world, uh, as well as the conference that I'm serving at, at the time. And, and I, I just had a, uh, a fabulous time, uh, in writing and, uh, so I, I, and, and most of my blogs, I, I hardly ever repeated one, but when I came back from my medical leave, uh, in, in October, I decided, I decided that, that maybe, maybe I'm going to recycle some of these blogs and, and maybe tweak them a little bit, bit. Um, some of my blogs in the fall have been new, but, but others of them I've decided to, to redo because they were particular favorites of mine and I felt that they would be applicable uh, at, at a certain time uh, for uh, for the conference, uh, and uh, it has been a, a great joy to uh, to write and to receive responses uh, from others and have dialogue with people who who at times disagree with what I might write. But um, but but all in all, our our, our, our my goal uh, has always been to communicate God's grace and love through Jesus Christ, and and how each one of us is called to lead from our heart. Not not just from our mind, but it's from our heart. Because Jesus Jesus loves me, this I know, hmm. for the Bible tells me so. And it seems like in this particular blog, Bishop Haller, you really touched on some of the transitions that are happening when you're talking about uh, like nature, I'm dying to live a great letting go. You talked a little bit about the fall season and so on, but I got a right. sense... I got a sense from the, your article from from the blog post that also you, had, you were kind of saying a little something about what's going on in our our church and maybe some personal transitions. And is there any relationship to what's going on in our church these days of, in terms of letting go of some of the things that have been a, a an issue and to move forward to something new? I um yes, I think there's certainly a a, a lot of things um, about letting go that are black or applicable. Right now, um, you know, one is my own personal letting go um, of of being in active ministry after the uh, the end of of this year and and being in in retirement, uh, and uh, that's something that that I'm looking forward to. I'm open to w- wherever God leads me next. Um, but I also know that the the letting go uh, is is I think a significant part of what has happened over these last three years of COVID. Uh, we have all had to reinvent ourselves, uh, particularly those of us in ministry. We have to figure out, you know, how, how are we going to preach? How are we going to reach out to our congregations? How are we going to, uh, you know, to keep everybody's spirits alive? How are we going to move forward? And, and for me, um, the, 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 the time of fall, and I'm, I'm sitting right now uh, in my office, and right outside my office is a big tree. 
Uh, and, and, and so every year I watch the letting go and, and I experience that, that letting go of the leaves for something new to emerge. Something always has to, to let go. Uh, and, and that is a process for us in the United Methodist Church right now because our reality is that our future is not going to be the same as our past because we're in a different world. We live in a different world right now. And so that means that, that our faith needs to be different and the, the way that we connect with others, our neighbors and, and our communities, that's going to be different. We can't keep doing the same old, same old anymore. It's not going to work. And so, so the, 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 the fall letting go of the leaves and shedding uh, the things that we had, we've, we'd held on to, but we have to let go of. Uh, there's a sense in which it can be depressing, but it can also be very liberating. And we have to have the courage as individuals to let go of whatever we need to let go of. Bishop Treble, what are you, what's your reflections with this? Uh, you know, one of the things she says in her blog is a longing for, you have a longing for, you mentioned that several times, kind of a longing for the way things were and yet to look forward as well. But Bishop Treble, what, how's your reflection with Bishop uh, Holler about this area of, of letting go? I think, I think she's spot on as usual. And I think it has wide implications for, for how we move forward in a healthier way, as opposed to, uh, you know, having this, uh, I think, unhealthy uh, appetite for things returning to some, some, uh, some imagined past that might have been not nearly as great as we like to, like mm-hmm. to remember it as being. So I think there are a lot of things we need to let go of. I, I, some years ago, I remember saying, posting, I think, on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you know, that I, I decided I don't have energy to, to hate anybody or to be to be anger, angry with anybody for any period of time. And I know I had I have been holding in my own heart some unforgiving, you know, some some inability to forgive even some of my own family members and things that were, you know, minuscule. And I just said, you know, I, this time to let go, it's time to let go of things that really don't matter as much. I just watched a movie. I recommend it for you to on Netflix while I was here in Virginia called the swimmers. And it's about the uh, two, two sisters who Syrian sisters who become refugees who were swimmers. Mm-hmm. And on mm-hmm. if you see, have seen it, try to see it. It, it has it has lots of implications. But at the end of the, the movie, it talks about how many refugees there are in the world, and and, uh-huh. and the reason you know. And I think about things like that. I say, you know, we we want to fight over who's right or wrong, or who's who's the most conservative or most progressive. And we got you know millions of people who are living outside of their countries not because of their own choice. So I I, I think she's spot on. I'd be interested in hearing. You know, given we all we don't get we don't come here, Brad and Lori, to stay. And my, my, I had an honor used to say that. You know, some people don't like that. You see, they used to say, "You know, Julius, we don't come here to stay. You know, we come here for a period of time. So, you know, what do we want to? What do we want to? What do we want to give as followers of Christ in that time? And mm-hmm. and I really. I really want to see, you know, this that song when they'll know we are Christian by our love, by our love. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think those are just not just 
high in the sky, you know, uh, you know, soft, soft words. I think I think there's a depth to that, and we saw that saw that and see that in the witness of Jesus Christ. Many, many thanks to Iowa Bishop Lori Haller, our guest today on To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. Uh, Bishop Haller uh, really spoke from her heart, and that's the theme, of course, from her blog, uh, From the Heart. And that is a really, uh, which she blogs at lauriehaller.org. You heard her speak here in our conversation today about a hope of not giving up. And I really hope that you will join us again next time here on To Be Encouraged, because we're going to continue this conversation, part two of our conversation with Bishop Haller. It'll be about not giving up, about her hopes for the future of United Methodist Church, particularly for her excitement and her enthusiasm for uh, the new bishops who've been elected and for the episcopacy of the church and new opportunities in the church and how letting go of something old, some of our old ways, means gives us new opportunities for new exciting ways. There's a lot of good things on episode number 39 coming up next time here on To Be Encouraged. We will have links to both episode 38 and 39 at our show notes at tobeencouraged.com. That is also where we have a full transcript of this podcast, which is meant to be helping to be a, a source of strength and encouragement in the United Methodist Church. Bishop Trimble is all about encouragement. That is his theme, that his mission in life, to be a voice of encouragement. And I'm here to help and for us to be a word of encouragement and uh, enthusiasm in a world that is often uh, shaken by uh, problems and such, including in our own United Methodist Church, where we all know that we have some challenges that we are facing right now. But, you know, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. It's a privilege for me to work with uh, bishops like Bishop Bishop Trimble and Bishop Lori Haller as she moves off in, into retirement in uh, in early of January January of 2023. We wish her well, and I would encourage you to reach out to her to give her your encouragement as well. I'm sure and we'll put the links to the Iowa Annual Conference out. You can um, have some contact with her through that way. Pleasure to be with you. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. We're here to be an encouraging word to a discouraged world here on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. So until next time, friends, continue to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.